Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Out of Class with Mr. Ind and uh, Dr. Cavasso. Right? Yeah, See, I learned from last time, Matt, I, I put you Mr. In to stroke your ego a little bit there, mate, and I introduced you first. So hopefully, mate, that's, and that's as much pity as you're going to get this whole episode. I did. I really appreciated that. Thank you. And if that continues for the remainder of our relationship, that would be great. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> uh, how are we? Pretty darn good. Yeah. Pretty darn good. Um, uh, life is yeah, a bit right. of a roller coaster sometimes. You know, mm. you can ask that question of me at any time of day, and you will get a, a varying response. Well, actually, another response will always be awesome, amazing, super good on the exterior, mm. but sometimes on the interior, there is another version. Run but, me through um, the timeline of the day, usually. What are the – don't need to tell me what happens, but tell me the, 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 the roller coaster. So in the start of the day, is it – give me the interior. Is it still awesome? And then where does it go throughout the day? Give me right. hour by hour blow. Are you, are you going generally? Like generally, generally do you wake up optimistic? Generally yeah. around lunch. Yeah. Right. I wake up and I wake up with so much hope and positivity and – I'm like a 12 out of 10 mm. when I wake up. My yeah. first hour, I am, you know, we talked last week about, um, what is it, uh, Uber, Uber, uh, Uber, uh, <laughs> Uber Eats? Are you, are you being paid to plug stuff on this? <laughs> we don't know about Do we have a sponsor? <laughs> wow. We're, we're sponsored. Uber, <laughs> Uber potent, like Uber, like uh, un- yeah. in- uh, indestructible. Yes. Yep. Yep. How long uh, does it take to study to wear that out of you? Yeah, it took a bit. And then, <laughs> and then by, what is the time now? And then by five past eight, I fall apart. No. Um, and then, uh, and then it just gets, it just builds. And then it builds. And then I'm like sailing eight, nine o'clock. And then, and then it's pretty good. And then I go to about, say, by 11, 12, mm, it's probably dropped to an eight. And then by two or three, I'm at probably a five or a six. And then after three, it's just no. It's no back good. up or no, it's back down. Yeah, it drops right down, right down. So I'm done by, uh, by um, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. My test is well and truly over. But in the morning, mate, just going to conquer the world every single morning. Every single Mate, morning. you're a bit like that, aren't you, Janesh? Yeah, you're I do. Like, morning people. Yeah, I like mornings. Um, like mornings. I can't do, can't do late nights anymore. Can't do any productive late nights anymore. Um, mm. I'm probably – I have another second, second pickup at about probably three or four for maybe a couple of hours and then it dips back down. Uh, in terms of if you're thinking about productivity, um, mm. probably up till probably 11, 12-ish, and then it dips a bit, and then it comes back at about, oh, I'm going to say 233. Uh, That's pro- productivity. What about mind? Like, what about your general mindset? What about your mm. optimism versus pessimism? Mm. Hope versus despair. 
Where does it sit? In is that does it follow that same cycle? Does it track your energy, mm. or does it? Yeah. On a general day, on a general day, I would say it is. No, nah, yeah, probably still. It probably uh, no, nah, probably dips about. Dips mid-morning, actually, late mid-morning at times, but then it will pick back up, um, pick back up early afternoon. But you start pretty, wake up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the morning's good. How good is good. life? Yeah, morning's good. Morning's uh, definitely definitely a morning person compared to, yeah, I can't. Like last night, I was trying to get some stuff done, and I was like, nah, I'm done. I, I will get up in the morning and do it. Nah, there's mm-hmm. no point. I will switch off. I've been on all day. I will switch off. And I'll not in this house, mate. Mm-mm-mm. You're not no. out, Matty. Oh. No. Don't love mornings. I think I, whatever that chemical is that makes you be able to sleep through the night, it's potent in this house. Cat and I, not morning people. But society says you have to be, so I've learnt. So now it's a bit confusing. Uh, when you talk about optimism... 50-50. Sometimes I don't wake up loving life. But it's slow burn and then really loving life between in the afternoon. Some of my best work which is weird. There's a great book called, uh, I think it's called When. Mm. You guys read that? Um, so, you know, like there's so much stuff about like how, how to fix your car, how to mm. plant a garden bed, how to, how to, how to. Um, this book is When. To fix your car, when, when to get married, that. when to change jobs, when to, uh, and he looks at the the cycle, the different cycles that we have throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, throughout our week, throughout our month, throughout our life, um, and plots out when it's best to do things. And he does recognise there that your when is different to my when. So mm-hmm. really, really interesting book. What's and again, the- he talks about the lark versus the what's the other one? The lark and the Another type of bird. Another type of bird. <laughs> Make the owl, owl, the crow, the something. <laughs> Some other kind of bird. Um, Just when they build their nests. <laughs> yeah, come on. What is that? What is it's the, the one that does nothing. Emu. Ostrich. Doesn't have a nest. Ostrich. No wings. Eagle. Can't fly. Feel the like dodo bird. Feel like you we're are playing, looking for her. We're help playing charades here and he's not giving us anything. <laughs> I've got a question though because it prompted something around this. Um, you were saying that, you you know, Benny, you wake up optimistic in the morning and then and same with Janesh. What is your uh, – earlier in the week I was running a session and we were talking about metaphors and I'm curious, what is your metaphor that you kind of hold – and does that play into you waking up feeling that way? You know, early bird gets the worm or, um, I don't know, grab life by the horns or is there a metaphor that's serving this this morning routine? Is there a, a story we tell ourselves or is it just biological chemistry? You had a good sleep, you are in REM. I don't know. I'm wondering. I, I I don't know what the positive version of this is. I'll give you the negative version. I hate missing sunrise. Hate missing the sunrise. Just I, I, I just so as as we were moving through winter, coming into spring, and daylight savings hadn't happened. Mm. You know, I was having to get up earlier and earlier to catch the sunrise. Um. So 
How many sunrises do you catch in a week? Every one. Every sunrise? Yeah. Yeah. Mate, that's That's incredible. That's awesome. I get like one a week, man. Talk, talk me through that. So if you're... If it's That's raining, so cool. if it's raining outside, you're still you're still up in your house and you're just enjoying the sunrise with a cup of coffee oh. inside your house. Are you outside, or what's the 100%. what's this process? Uh, so I'm outside catching sunrise, uh, three or four, three or four mornings a week. I'm out in outside in, in the nature, elements. out in yep. the environment, catching the weather and the morning sunrise. But no I say, wonder why it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. When I get up and I watch the sun, I feel great, but I just can't get to the whole up and out to the sun thing that often. Yeah, but I've got to say, you know, I reckon 90% of the mornings, if you get up early, 90% of early mornings, the weather's amazing. Mm. You know, mm. like it's, it's often when the sun finally comes up that the wind comes up, That's that the clouds roll right. in. That's- you know, there's so often I'll catch a crystal clear starry morning and i'll see the sun slowly come up the sky get brighter and brighter and then once the sun actually peaks over the horizon the weather starts to turn the clouds start to come in that's Um, the old surface secret mate you got to do this the surface sunrise surf exactly as you said the weather kicks in once the sun just seems to happen that way so the wind comes. So you're up before, like even even before the 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 little peak of like mm. sun. You're you're Darkness up when it's light. when it's dark. Mm. How much mm. earlier? I'm just I'm curious. How much earlier do you get up before that peak? So say if sunrise is at six thirty or six twenty five. Are you up at like six? So you're like oh, so it's crystal dark. Well, or well, this morning was five. Yeah. But you can get up at, at the moment, you can get up at about 5.30. Mm. Um, so I have two alarms, which which are just in case of emergency alarms. I'm always up. I'm always awake before it. But um, So I have an alarm set for 5 and I have an alarm set for 5.30, depending on the day of the week. And then, yeah, so 5.30, at the moment I can get up and it's still dark. And it's just like I'm, I've only got to be up 10 minutes and the sky starts to get a tinge of change and, you know, like, Mate, I would love to see those statistics. Benny versus your average human being. How many sunrises do they see in a year? I, yeah. That's I, most people I know catch one a year. You know, a couple a year. Mm. I, I just can't stand it. I had a I, first one probably in ages, and my I was devastated. It was last Friday. I had my last day in practice on Thursday. Mm. So whether there was like a so I've hung up the, the chiropractic hands and um, uh, on Thursday, yeah, thanks, Matty. And yeah, I, big news. I don't know whether there was a release. I don't think there was. Um, but uh, I normally go for a run with my brother at 6.15 in the morning. I'm normally up at 5 on a Friday, do my meditation bits and pieces, see the sunrise. Anyway, uh, I didn't, the alarm somehow didn't go off and I slept through. Till six twenty, missed the sunrise, missed the run with my brother. Uh, was out of sorts all day. Yeah, I was going to say, how did that affect your day? I was, I was really. I, I remember glancing to the side, seeing the time, and my eye just went, "No, <laughs> I missed, I missed the start of the day." You did, can't believe it. And did yeah, it ruin your whole day? 
by missing that little ritual you have? It certainly put me way out of kilter, yeah. way out of kilter. Certainly in the start of the day, I was it was a shambles. Yeah, yeah. Funny um, how that works. So um, yeah, so morning. That's that's where my energy's at, and I think. Um, but I, I recognise there's people that that are different and kind of mm. and finding your cycle. There's there's a lot of research. That book talks about how there is a dip in the middle of the day for mm. all of us. There's a dip, like mm. it's well, when I say in the middle of the day for the the lark, whichever one it is, right? Whichever bird that is, the morning bird. The morning bird has has a dip at around twelve ish, mm. uh, and if you're an afternoon person, you'll have a dip at around two ish. Uh, there is a dip. It's it's a phenomenon. You know, There's no way many around cultures, the dip. Many cultures celebrate the dip, right? You know, like in mm, uh, yeah, a lot of European siesta. cultures, they have a siesta in the mm. middle of the day, right? Makes um, sense. They recognise the dip, but we often push through the dip. Um, and he's suggesting recognise the dip because you won't make great decisions in the dip. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah. There you go. What else has happened for you guys this week? You know, one of the things that we, we love having a bit of a chat around is the charge, whether it's a positive or a negative charge. There's often a good conversation to be had there. I'm curious for you, Janesh, has there been a been a charge, a positive or a negative charge this week? Um, I think the this week, this week's been interesting. I think uh, I just think last episode we, I was on the way to um, just before heading away for the weekend, and I think that. Um, Heading away, we haven't headed away in a, in a little bit, and and even something small was just the um, the lasting effects of that. Like talk about getting up in the morning. Um, I was up. Like I was like I'm away, so I'm like I'm up, I'm up. Let's go. Let's explore. Let's do this. Um, and just riding that wave was like um, was awesome. Where we we got changed to some. Some guy in a store, and next thing you know, it he's like, "Oh, what are you doing tomorrow morning? Do you want to go for a run?" I'm like, "Yep." And he showed me like this trail, mountain goat, mm. and I'm like, breathing out of my ass. But like, we're we're catching like misty morning fog on top of this epic mountain, um, and then we come back into town off the mountain, say bye to him, call Cash. I'm like, "Oh, hey." You're coming down for brekkie, and she's like, "Oh, we're still kind of asleep." I'm like, "Great!" So I had this like epic smoothie bowl and coffee, and this time, and the the town was just was quiet. The town was just waking up, um, and then that whole whole of last week was like oh, cloud ten, right? I think that was just like realizing made me realize, "Oh, we need to do that. I need to do that more often." Novelty, um, adventure, yeah, novelty, adventure, and just that exploring and. Um, the other thing I told Cash, I'm like, oh, next year we're spending a month here. <coughs> I'm like straight away going, like, how do we design our worlds to spend a month here? I've gone, even if we need to pull Sai out of school for a month, whatever, I've gone, we're spending a month here. Um, yeah, which was cool. I think that was uh, made me realise I need to do more of that stuff. And you can, lockdown or not lockdown, you can do some novelty and within your realms. And I think it's, it's important. I think we lose, we lose track of it. Uh, which was awesome. Um, Mate, that excites me. Can I suggest too, though, that it wasn't novelty. I I would suggest that you experienced joy Mm. 
Oh, versus novelty. Right? And I, I don't know whether we've talked about this before, but, you know, the difference is novelty is when you have excitement. Mm. Joy is when you have nervousness and excitement. So the idea of being on a trail early in the morning and it's misty and it's just you, mm. you know, there's an excitement around that. But there's a bit of nervousness. Mm. Like I haven't, I haven't been on this trail before and, mate, it's hard and I'm puffing and I'm questioning whether I, I can actually do it. Can I get up the hill? Mm -hmm. Should I turn around? Um, have I bitten off more than I can chew? Um, it's when those two things come together, that nervousness and excitement, that you experience that joy. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I would suggest that that, you, that was a, a real joyful moment, which is where mm -hmm. I think there's a real impact. Mm -hmm. And I think there's lasting. It's like you, you fill that bucket up, but there's just lasting of it i think it's um we talked about deciding on the last episode and i was like oh i'm gonna decide like even if it's something i don't want to do that it's 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 where i want to be and i realized on one of the days i got my run in in the afternoon and i was just only i should have got it done in the morning um because i was probably not my best self in the morning uh till then because i was like oh there's a storm coming i want to run come on um, but then after, it was like, great. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go get, I'll get the dinner reservation, I'll get this. And then the next morning, I was like, in the morning, I'm going to go run first thing in the morning. And it was like, as you said, that that nervousness and that exploring. And you go, all right. It's just like a little bit of unknown and a little bit of going, oh, this is this is fun, but you can start. It's like you've gained an hour. Um, as opposed to waking up when the rest of the household wakes up, you're like, "All right, cool, let's 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 go on a walk, let's do this." You're like, "I'm already I'm already going." Mm. So yeah, that was that. that was awesome. I wonder whether this is also a um, a married kids thing because I'm noticing that a lot of my friends who have kids are morning people just to get that chunk of me time, peace, no kids, no commitments whereas us unmarried unkids unkids we get we get that all the time you know this is this is me just me in my house by myself it'd be really nice to have someone to interact with you know mm. what would you say benny because you've got now older kids so they don't actually take up they don't you don't have to make breakfast for them necessarily all the, all the time I've always been a I've always been a morning person, and I and this started too. I can remember being a kid, and my dad was always an early early riser, and you'd hear him fossicking around in the kitchen early, and then at, at seven o'clock on the dot, he'd come in every day of the week. He'd come in the room with a cup of tea. Come on, oh, sit up, nice. sit up. Come on, sit up. I've got your tea. Sit up, sit up. Go Here's away, come back with coffee. <laughs> Sit up. And, uh, you know, from the time the time I could hold a cup of tea, Dad would come in with a cup of tea and he'd take my brother in a cup of tea, he'd take my mum in a cup of tea and they'd sit in bed having a cup of tea and we'd all sit in bed and um, and have our cup of tea and start that start that morning. It was it was amazing. And and so I've always been that that early early bird. But, yeah, mm. you're right, the kids do bring some noise. But as Janesh noticed the other day, there's so much noise out in the world now. Mm. The roads get noisier. Just yeah. people's lights start coming on. Um, it's true. You can just almost hear the hum start. People's heaters start turning on. Generators start turning on. Phones start turning on. It's almost like there is this noise that starts to build. 
and to be up before that is mm. is magic. I, like, I think there's only I think there's only one day a year, but maybe there's two. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call um, Boxing Day. No, Boxing Day is open now. Mm. Christmas Day. Christmas Day is closed, but of course it's a noisy day. Mm. But what is a super quiet day, I don't know whether you've noticed, back before lockdowns, was um, Good Friday. Good Friday. Mm. Good Friday, everything's closed. Mm. And I I just, you know, when we're in Mount Eliza, I'll often go for a walk or a run first thing in the morning, and it's obviously super quiet. And even on the way home as I'm running back, everything is still dead. Mm. Like the streets are empty. And there is still this silence. No one has turned on. And I think you get that not turned on feeling first mm. thing in the morning and it, there is a real peace, a real, yeah. real peace. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really, well, for me, but not for everybody. It's, a, it's certainly a powerful time. Mm. I find um, I get you. It's when, when I can surf and there's, there's that, you know, it's not, not even a thought. I'm not, I don't love getting up early unless I'm surfing. I'm already up five o'clock, four o'clock. doesn't matter. You know, in Indo, I'm on a scooter at 4.30 in the morning. It's warm enough. You're just wearing a pair of board shorts. And it is that feeling of no one, they're missing it. What are they doing? It's all mine. And I, you ride along and you get out there and yeah, it's a day within a day. But I don't, I don't wake up like that to start my day. If it was a walk or something, yeah, something like that makes sense. A bit mm. of connection. Absolutely. But not to get up to start a day and sit in front of a computer with a coffee. No way. Mm. Not for me. Mm. It's, it is uh, that, 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 that peace and quiet is, what, is obviously what people are seeking throughout the day as well. You know, that's obviously what we seek when we meditate, to turn off, to be present, to be in the moment, to not have the noise, uh, that we're often seeking that. Um, and it's something I reckon I could, I could do certainly better at towards my afternoon. I feel, I feel like almost the noise builds in my body. And, you know, a previous strategy, and sometimes it still pops up as a strategy, is, you know, I get to four or five o'clock mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of a hankering for a glass of wine. You know, to, yeah. to, to bring the noise back down, to, to calm the noise back down. So a strategy that I use now, and an option would be, I guess, to do a meditation is to I hit the gym. I get in the gym, move a bit of weight around, and yeah. it, it, just, just being in the gym and lifting weights makes you really present, you know, yeah, like sure. the weights are heavy. You've got to really, you're really feeling your body and you're super present, and I find that, the noise quietens way back down, yeah. Um, and I can come out of that gym, and it's five thirty, six o'clock, and 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 I don't have that that hum anymore. Yeah, um, I relate so, to that. Yeah. Any any activity where you can move out of your head and into your body, the gym particularly, because it's not rocket science. Lift this thing ten times. The last four are going to be almost. You know, but you do see people. It's not a science because I see people on their phone, text. I don't get those people who go to the gym and then on the phone. I'm like, wait, we're doing this wrong. Like, mm. I think you've got to go hard enough to be present because you can, you can do anything and not be there. But I think with the gym, if it's hard enough that you actually have to really put effort in, then you'll be focused and present. 
Mm. Um, I think at times yeah. they go to their phone because the noise is so loud at that time, right? The noise Head, is headphones. Yeah, go in your own world. Yeah. Focus on the ten exercises, the three. You know, I don't get. Mm. I don't get that. Work or social media is already. It's already. It's already moving. It's like the uh, the locomotive's already going. Right. And maybe that's why they're there as well. External mm. motivation. I'm here to look good versus feel good. When it's internal, it's about the feeling. It's about conquering, you know, the body being able to push one more for me anyway. And that you can't be doing more than you think you can do and not be present. That's not mm. possible. But that's super interesting. What's come up for me just then is um, I've got a gym set up here at home and mm. and the idea of doing, going to the gym at home was – you know, really, I don't want to have a gym at home. I mean, it's, mm. I want to go to a gym where there's people. And, yeah. and so on Fridays, I, I catch up with a personal trainer and we mm. train on a Friday. Um, but I'm nowhere near as present. On Friday? Nowhere near. Nowhere near as present on a Friday. Really? Compared really? to when I'm at home by myself. Well, you know, yeah. just what Maddie was saying, there's no, no one watching me. There's no, mm. no, no external influence on me feeling like I got to look good and lift the weight and be in my head around, you know, what's someone thinking about the weights I've got on or mm. just, you know, just having an awareness that there's other people mm-hmm. versus in the gym here at home, it's just me. Mm. It's just me in that room uh, and puffing and being sore and putting the weights on and off. And um, I, find that, I find that motivating sometimes because – yeah, it is so much um, more challenging to do it at home by yourself. Mm. So when I do, I <clears throat> I get this like narrator in my head. I'm like, yeah, this is discipline. This is willpower. This is how you build a body. This is how you build a life. You know, because it mm. it is so easy not to not to do it. Being present with yourself. Just just as a side note, I was doing my walk and talk this morning with our mate Ryan and. Um, I walked down the hill at, at Mornington down towards the pier and this stunning, like ridiculously stunning sunrise. Oh, I, I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought as I was going there, I thought, Maddie's, I know where Maddie's going. Um, this ridiculous sunrise. Like, and I, I stopped and I said, mate, I've got, to, I've got to take a picture of this. And I'm getting my phone out and I'm fumbling with my phone. Let me see. I'm ta- I put the phone up. And you know when you go, when you go to take the picture, you look through the camera on, on your phone. And you're like, why am I taking this? Oh, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't do it. I said to him, mate, it just doesn't do it justice. Yeah. And then I, I, then I said to him, I said, you know what? I could just stand here and just look at the sunrise. Yeah. And just, just take 30 seconds just to stand and actually take it in and capture it in my mind rather than feel like I've got to capture it on the phone. Mm. And so I did that. I stopped and just took it in for a moment. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just about being present and really just capturing the moment. Mate, that spills perfectly into what I wanted to chat about around charge. Um, and I mentioned to you guys before mm. that I wanted to chat about when you have catch-ups with people or when you stop and talk to people in the street with no motive, no sales pitch, no reason other than you're present, you're in the moment, and there's a human and there's, a, there's an inter- opportunity for interaction. And... Yeah, just how refueling and how um, inspiring those conversations are for me, but also for those people because there's no, there's they, their brain can't go, oh, he was talking to me for this, or he was talking to me to sell his thing, and 
I think that, yeah, you're sort of describing that feeling that I get when you get one of those interactions or Janesh and I chat and he's helping me out with something and there's this this organic conversation where you're just in it for the sake of it, not for any other motive. Um, I mean, I'm curious about that because I reckon you do that really, really well. What is your strategy around that, around interacting with a complete stranger? And the beautiful thing, as you say about a complete stranger, is there's no agenda. There's no agenda for you, no agenda for them. Um, it's it's that, you know, what I talk about is that you care so much that you don't care. Like there's just no... There's no attachment. There's no, there's no care involved, no... Um, it doesn't matter if the conversation happens or doesn't happen. It's just it's just you're having a conversation. So how do you do that? What, what's your strategy? What's your mindset around that? Because, you know, I reckon that there's some people listening to this that could try that on, try mm. that strategy on, particularly in this climate where we're becoming more and more disconnected. How could we create more connection? How could we impact lives? How could we make a difference? And, you know, I, I remember a great card, a, a beautiful, amazing mentor of mine, John Hinwood, gave me, Years ago, and it was a card about a smile, and I'm sure if you Google it, it would come up. But it was something like the gist of it was: no one needs a smile more than the one who doesn't have a smile to give. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and it was about giving someone your smile because mm. people need it. Right? Mm. How do you? So how do you do it, Maddie? Because you do have an incredible smile as well. Um, for me, what I've realised is. I have this real challenge around freedom, massive. It's like one of my core values. And so during these times, it's a, it can be a trap. But I realized that the only way to be free in an unfree world is to smile and fucking love life. That's the most inspiring message ever. And so for me, I go skating and I am like, I'm just having so much fun. And when I wipe out, I'm pissing myself laughing at the ridiculousness of how did I fall off there? Or, and I'm just in so much joy that people just come and want to talk to you. They're like, mm-hmm. what is that? My skateboard. And then we have a conversation and, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't do it for any reason other than it brings me joy to talk to someone and, and have them um, leave you know that judge a book by its cover? People look at me and they judge straight away. And everyone does. It's always style first and then substance. But, yeah, the judgment is a guy like me on a skateboard is probably a bit of a fucking reckless idiot. And I just don't allow what's happening to match that. So then they're curious. And then there's an epic conversation. And then I'm like, you know, it, it becomes entertaining for me to break down some of the bullshit beliefs they had about me before they even met me. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, that connection, it really refuels me to – I really enjoy talking to people I don't know. And so what, would you, what would you suggest? What's the strategy that you'd give people? And it could be like really simple. but mm. To be able to just talk to people or – Yeah, to, to go, you know, to, to – Absolute strategy. You know, to walk into a cafe and someone else has just ordered in front of you and you order your coffee – and then instead of you both just standing there on your phones or just standing there staring in a space, that you engage with that person. Yeah. I, I think it's the idea that there's, um, yeah, beneath why it happens, it's the, this idea that um, 
yeah, there's an opportunity to connect with someone there to have an impact. And I think sometimes this idea of impact is always so grandiose, so big, but actually it's the little, it's the little conversations. You just don't know how, how big an impact that can be. And I think that's empowering for me because some of the bigger impacts that I want to have, which are maybe tied to ego, are sometimes out of reach, but I can literally put a smile on anyone's face. It's not that hard. It just takes a, Hey, how you doing? And yeah, often it's just, how are you? <laughs> hey, who are you? I'm Matt. Or well, how are you? Or a little compliment. I like compliments too because people just approx them. Like, yeah, I oh, mean, nice top. What? I think it's fun. I think it's a, a, a bit of a playful energy. It's like maybe I'm that annoying kid that just just wants to, you know, interact with people. Is it? A, I'm curious, what is the character? Is it a character of being annoying? Or if, if you were to describe it in maybe another way, what is the character that you bring? If someone was to try that on, hey, try on this character trait. Mm-hmm. So don't actually do I this. Think- don't actually say to someone, hey, mate, how are you? Instead, just mm-hmm. try this character on and see what happens. What's the character? I think it's, I think it's playful. playful. I think that's it. Playful. It's mm-hmm. it's like a, hey, you know, let's, like you would in, you know, you stir up a puppy. Mm, like a puppy. <laughs> on a, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's that playful energy, and I want, and I want that. And to really play, you need, you need. It's a game of tennis. It's a shit. It's a, I serve something at you, you serve it back. There's this game, Matt. And I how love, do you how do you I deal with someone who's not not hitting the fucking ball back? Right? You don't bother. Huh? You don't bother. That's amusing in itself, though, isn't it? You you serve someone a ball, and it just goes straight past them. You're like, oh, well, we're not playing. That's fine. <laughs> Is it because they missed it though? And you need to hit him another one. Yeah, maybe yeah, a little bit softer. Maybe you hit him. You need to hit him a softer one, and so I can hit it back. Absolutely, and that's it. and I think for this to really happen, you have to have a bit of time as well. So, a little bit say, of space. So straight after this podcast, I'm going to see if I were to try this on. I'm going to go down to the coffee shop and I'm going to order a takeaway coffee. Right, love it. And uh, then I'm like, oh hey, how are you? To the person next to me who's waiting. Yeah, they miss. They're just like nah. I'm on my phone. I'm looking down. I'm going to pretend he didn't talk to me. Do I do I do I throw? Do I hit him another ball, Matt, or do I just go? Oh, they're not playing. Oh, it really depends. Like if you want to play, then yeah, hit him another ball. You know, well, you but maybe I don't want to play with that person. <laughs> I remember before I I caught on to you know Bluetooth headphones. You know, without the without the cable. Yeah, I was a little bit behind. Maybe six twelve months. And I'd go running in the mornings, and I always say hello to everybody, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Many, yeah. I, I say hello to everybody. I, everybody I run past, it's good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Anyway, I can remember this. I can clearly remember this morning running in Morty Alec, and it, it was heaps of people out and about, and I was running, and I was saying good morning, run, and nobody was yeah. good morning back. Nobody. In fact, I did. I remember doing a Facebook post going something That's like 28 good mornings. Uh, I got like... You know, 23 nothings, three grunts, and two hellos, right? And I'm thinking, you know, just some people. Now, what my brother pointed out to me a week later was, Benny, they can't hear you. They've got their headphones in. <laughs> That's why no one's saying hello back. Benny's getting offended. <laughs> 
can't hear you. So well, that's um, that's true too. That's it, yeah. and that's an obstacle worth worth noting for anyone who's actually considering going and making friends in the street. If people are wearing headphones, then it's not personal. Mm. And how often? I think that's another point that we take it personally when we reach out. When you you um, serve a ball for connection and it's not received, so quickly you can go in your own head. Mm. Oh, oh, it's because of me. Or who gives a shit? Just fucking hit them out there, and whoever wants to engage back will, and they're the ones that you're meant to, and everyone else as well. Yeah. Maybe some people have got virtual headphones. Mm. You know, like they've got the the headphones of. You know, there's nothing playing. Social distance. Yeah, there's nothing playing. No, you know, I'll put it social- on, but I don't want to talk to you. I'm put my head down. Yeah, this is symbol that means that I can't be connected mm. to. Leave me alone. What's well, like when mm. you see people walking past you, right, and they automatically put their head down, or they don't want to engage. They don't. They're looking the other way. And I'm like, you can you can say hello, you can smile, you can give me a nod, mm. but they just don't want to. They're like. It, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm always the person who goes, hi. And they're like. Mate, you're the person that I would have. So, so when I used to do the paintball stuff in the street, you the number one thing is you have to stop someone. You have to stop them. If you can stop them, then you can talk to them. And so let's just see that all the time. The strategies that people, when they see it and they know a salesperson is off in the distance, people have these just look at the ground. Um, suddenly they get really busy. And because we're doing this for four years every day in the street and there's, you know, a group of you, you just become, it's so much fun. It's fun trying to stop people because no one wants to stop. So you start sharing strategies. One of them, a friend of mine would just go up and as this person's walking, trying to like avoid eye contact, he'd point at the ground and they'd end up looking at what he's pointing at and then we'd all be like, oh, they're done. He's got him now. And the person will be like, what? And he'd be like, Nothing. I just wanted to chat to you. And then bang, they're into this conversation and humor. Brilliant. But it's it's such an yeah, it's just, I think the sales stuff shifted the the way that we think about it because it had to. You don't stop someone, you don't make a sale, you don't make any money. And so there was this um, increase in necessity. And so you start to learn some skills. And mm. I think the number one skill is not caring what people think. Who cares? Like you know, throw enough, you just keep being you, keep being positive, optimistic and kind. And if they reject you, that's their shit, not yours. Hmm. Um, every no gets you one step closer to a yes. And so I think once you've done that for long enough, I can't undo it. So now I'm not selling anything. I guess I'm selling myself. I, I just love the the opportunity for a game there of conversation. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of that two sayings actually come to mind immediately as you're saying that. Um, you can help some of the people some of the time, but not all of the people all of the time, time. right? Mm. Imagine if you just helped some of the people some of the time yeah. and the impact that we could make, which leads me to the second one, is you never know what you're going to do and say today, how what you, what you do or say today may affect the lives of millions <laughs> tomorrow. That's uh, BJ Palmer, famous chiropractor. Good one. Yeah, I like You know, it. you just – the little thing that you say or do today and the ripple effect that may have and affect millions tomorrow. Um, so help some of the people some of the time. Be yeah. okay with not helping everybody all the time. And sometimes the help is just a smile. Mm. It sounds so – you know, I hate the way that we've um, demonised cliches. You know what I mean? Like we go, oh, it's a cliché. Mm. It fucking is true. Mm. It may be a cliche, but 
a simple smile can be the difference, you know, and I've seen it. I've heard the full circle, but so often you don't get to hear the rest of the story, but you don't know what someone's gone through. Mm. And, you know, a man smiling at a woman with no intention other than to just smile could debunk a whole story she about men, mm. you know, a mm. gesture to a kid, um, you know, and actually listening to what they're saying and not treating them like a child could be the difference. You know, you just don't know. It's why do you I really think like that quote. When you're away from your normal day setting, this is potentially easier. Um, like, oh, for me, it is easier. Like, I think when we were away uh, two weekends ago in Bright, I was talking to everyone. Like, I just wanted to make friends with everyone. Like, person pouring my beer, chatting, like, oh, how's business been? How's things been here? Blah, blah. Like, just, like, everyone. And, like, if I'm here, like, this weekend we were local, like, I'm not necessarily doing that. I'm not going out of my way to. Yeah, you I'm just, an- just, anonymity? I don't know. Maybe. You, you don't. You don't exist to anyone in that that yeah. world. You're not Janesh, the general manager. You're not yeah. the husband. Yeah, I don't what do you know. Think? I don't know. It's um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. Where I'm like, yeah. Why are you nice to everyone else except us? No, like I'll be nice, but I won't go out of my <laughs> way to um to to have a conversation. Like I wouldn't be. I think last week we were waiting for. I was waiting for the smoothie bowls and coffees to come. And while we were waiting, um, there's someone else sitting next to me, like a couple, and they started talking about something. And, go, and I just chimed in. Usually I'd be like, oh, nah. I chimed in. I go, oh, look, that's a really great hike. We did that yesterday. Um, go do this trailhead. And then we just start talking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but say if I'm at a local cafe here and go do that, I'm like, mm-hmm, nah, 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 I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't go innately go, oh, hey, you should try this. Um, mm. Mate, I'm feeling that too. I'm feeling a bit of that. Why? Why do you I, think I, that I, is? I know, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. More th- outgoing, more connective when you're not in your own bubble. Yeah, 100%. Is it? Is it? Interesting. Or, or is it because you defined what you're on as a holiday? Like, mm. you, you know, it's not just that you're in a different suburb because I wonder whether – you know, today instead of just going maybe down to you know, Traff or Warrigal, mm. that you were to go to Dandenong mm. today, would you would you still be as engaging, yeah. or is it that you actually need to? It needs to be defined as I'm on holiday. Mm. You know, there is actually a state change mm. that it's yeah. not just location, uh, environmental change that's mm-hmm. dictating your performance, but but it's more than that. Mm. Um, and that's then influencing your performance around how you engage. But, I, mate, I know what you mean. That's um, it's yeah. interesting that you say um, that holiday mentality because that idea was one of the things that really helped me when I was in the UK because I was always on holiday. So in the sales team, I'm an Aussie in the UK, mm-hmm. and they go, why are you always so happy? I guess I'm on holiday. And when it's raining and shitty weather, and they go, why are you so happy? I I'm on holiday. They're like, you live here. You've been here three years. I'm like, I'm Australian. I'm on holiday. Mm. And just that idea mm. made it easier for me to be optimistic outgoing because mm. I was on holiday. Um, so so Matt, I wonder whether that does spill yeah. into it because it was for sure it became a superpower for me. So how do I be on holiday now all the time? Just say it. <laughs> Neurolinguistic programming, mate. Trick yourself into believing it. Jedi mind tricks. I'm on holiday. 
Yeah. Is it, we, yeah. What do you think, Benny? How are you? I don't think you can be on holiday. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think, you know, where's the contrast then? Mm. Where's, the, where's the contrast for you? Um, yeah. Do you notice a difference with kind of when you're on holiday mm. in terms of mm. like conversations and also present? Like you're super present. Like, yeah. Like um, yeah. you're not thinking about tomorrow. You're not thinking about the phone about to ring or this meeting or whatever. If the phone rings, it rings and you, you deal with it. Um, but you're not – yeah, for me, I'm super present. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> definitely we, we, we always – Michelle and I always pick holidays in a, in a resort location, mm. not because we – not because we want five-star service. We, we want to be where people are when mm-hmm. we go on holidays. We want to sit by the pool mm-hmm. and, you know, wander up to the bar to get a, you know, Arvo, you know, happy hour drink and start chatting with the people up at the bar, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to be, uh, you know, go to the brekkie cafe and just start chatting, you know. We want to be, we want to be hang out with people. We, we're just not the sort of people that go to one of those echo in the forest by yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, in the little place, and it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to hang out with people. We want to engage. So that is a real holiday vibe. I love those places, by the way, where they have the communal tables. Mm. I'll always sit at the communal table, or no matter how many other chairs are in there. If I can find a communal table, I'm at the communal table. Um, I I love that idea of um, running, uh, like having a big table, and once a week having everyone sit at it, even if they're not, they don't know each other, like mm. having that big 20 people sitting at one table thing. Mm. We so were, I really love that vibe too. We yeah, we had somewhere they had like a big wooden wooden bench, right? And it's obviously, it's it's long. It's like four metres long and you're like, you know what, unless you've got a party of 20, um, yeah. you, you're not, it's two it's two, two groups, right? And um, and kids were the um, were breaking the ice. Right. They had kids, we had kids, and the kids are playing. And I'm like, oh, look, we're sitting on this side. Um, and you do the courtesy like, oh, it's right if I sit here, even though the thing's fucking huge, mm. right? You're like, oh, there's plenty of space. And then, um, and then the kids are breaking the ice. But I think I'm seeing more and more of those tables, of those like just long style tables of going, you know what, we can either fit multi- like a big party on it or multiple groups on it. Mm. Or or have people socially distancing and put four people on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maddie. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Paul Maddie. Maddie. I, I, we didn't actually agree not to go there today, but I think we've agreed not to go there. <laughs> um, Roger that. Uh, but it, mate, I, I think you're right. Those those big tables are just um, oh, they're so, they're really, really good. I'll often go to a cafe and that cafe will say, oh, look, we're, we're full. I go, I'm happy to sit. I'm happy to sit with someone. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Anyone? What about what about that guy that's sitting that at one? that table of four over there? Like, <laughs> I'm happy to. Um, and they often say, "Oh, I, I could ask him," and no one ever says no. And no. all of a sudden, you got two complete strangers sitting at a table. It's um, um, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's powerful. You know, we need that. You know, I often think when I go running and I say hello to everyone. Yeah, and you see people that are out early in the morning and they've got their dogs. Dogs never pass another dog. Without, without sniffing the yeah, without a sniff of the butt, a bit of a wag of the tail, a bit of a pull on the lead to try and engage with the other dog. Yet you see humans, as you say, and they they do everything they can to avoid any mm. eye contact mm. uh, as they pass each other. Um, 
Some do for sure. It's yeah. true. And, and you know, I, I was listening to a podcast on the weekend, and the guys were talking about. And maybe you even talked about this the other day, Matty. Um, the biggest killer, one of the biggest killers in our society, is loneliness. Yeah, mm. is loneliness. People feeling lonely, mm. and I think it's. Um, I think the challenge with that is that the more lonely you are, the more fear you have, and therefore the more fear you have, the less likely you are to engage. The more lonely more you lonely, become. And it's a real downward spiral. So, mm. But it doesn't take much to break it. Mm. It doesn't take much. little That's tiny bit of engagement, a little bit of hope, a little bit and, more engagement, a little bit more hope. And then suddenly that self-fulfilling prophecy works the other way. Yes. It starts feeding, wanting to talk to more people. Oh, because it feels mm. good. Oh, they didn't judge me. Oh, I made a friend. Mm. It just starts with that exposure, yeah. the courage to try. Yeah, I think especially now when uh, when things are somewhat maybe a little slower when you go to order something, have I think the inter- it's easy to do the interaction with someone you're ordering from. You're already talking mm. and then you go, how was your day? So at the end of it, and it's a no customer behind you, go, how was your day? Right? Um, it's or, a great place to start because you're yeah, already engaged you're in the already conversation. Engaging, right? Yeah. Uh, and usually a lot of them are like, yep, done. Like, I'm going to take your order and I'm done. But now it's a little, little slower. We can only have five people, 10 people, whatever the numbers are. But like, oh, I can actually answer your question. Mm. Right? I think this is going to be uh, a thing that's going to take a while for um, people to heal from as well. Because I noticed that. I, I, I love talking to people. We've been chatting about that, but I've noticed a little bit redrawnness at times um, just based on the fact that we've had 18 months living a very different way. So I just wonder for people that maybe don't love it as much, how much more withdrawn are they going to be? Is this going to be something that people are really going to have to, you know, work towards? Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of social anxiety that's been sparked because of, living in a way where you don't interact with new people. Yeah. But I think also the, I, yeah. the natural introverts somewhat like it, which is uh, like I joke. So Kasia is like introverted at times and then we're, we're going to do this booking somewhere. I go, just call them. And I joke, I go, you just don't want to talk to the people, do you? Right. And she goes, oh, they have an online booking portal. I go, just call them. If it's booked people out. People don't on, call, man. I've gone, if it's booked out online. And she goes, if, they, if it's booked out online, Janesh, they're booked out. I go, nah, just call them. And I call everyone. I call them and I go, hey, look, we're from out of town. You reckon you can squeeze us in? Uh, we're happy to sit anywhere you want. And he's like, yep, call, come in. And I was like, okay, we've got a table. I go, just call them. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think, I, you know, you see animals when they're put in, in a cage and if they're left in the cage too long and then one day they're, they're taken out into the wild and the cage doors open. They, run they stick in. their head out and they look around and they go, nah, I'm going back in the cage. So mm. I think I think you're right, Matty. They'll, I think there could be a bit of a, a slow process and people kind of getting confident to come back out. Mm, I guess in, in, in I'm just conscious of the time and uh, wrapping up the podcast, what would, be, what would be a challenge that we'd put out to the listeners um, around this? It seems like that's, the, that's sort of where – the, the head that we're coming to, um, I think let's encourage people to reach out to someone that they don't know, to touch, not maybe not touch. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Ask permission first. Um, yeah, maybe start with w- when you order your coffee as opposed to just ordering your coffee and thanks for going to your phone, ask that, that question that Janesh was saying. How's your day gone? And then don't 
don't get trapped in your head thinking that you have to know the script off by heart. Just trust yourself and go with it. Mm. Don't have predetermined things while they're saying, oh, yeah, my day's going all right. I've made this many coffees. Don't be thinking of the next thing to say. Just be present and just play the game. Engage with this person you don't know and see what happens. Mm. See Mm. how you feel. It's that, you know, it's that uh, are you okay day, you know. Mm. Are you okay? It's maybe like exactly what you say. How's your day been? Let's just try that on. Just try that one little script. How's your day been? And care about the answer. Yeah. Be curious. Lean in. Yeah. Smile. Yeah. And if you are listening to this and you're walking um, and if you go past someone. Take one headphone out. Yeah. Or smile and give them some acknowledgement uh, (laughs) when someone's going past and they're trying to. Um, they're trying to say hello. Um, yeah, or or turn your pause, pause, pause your music, pause your music or your podcast. Uh, even if you listen to us, pause, say hello, and then press play again. Mm-hmm. I think um, on, on the other side as well, if you are listening to your headphones, if you are, um, that's your morning routine. You, you're not going to not do that. Just smile, consciously smile more, and see what happens as well. Mm. So you can either engage in conversation through asking questions or you can just smile and watch what happens. People will come and talk to you. Someone will, and you'll have to take your headphones out and they'll ask you something. Mm. And, um, or just can, a, I, I just do this when I'm running past. Okay. Two coffees. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'll do this or I'll do this. Uh, I'll just, you know, I'm running past and I'll just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the same. Because they've got when headphones I, in and it's just like. This is acknowledgement. And, they, you know, there's a little hand wave or something and it's just saying, hey, you know, I, I recognise you. I notice you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I go round people on a skateboard because constantly going round people um, and everyone has different boundaries and you have to be respectful, um, depend, you know, based on their boundaries. It's just a little wave or sometimes with the slightly older people, I'll turn back and look and just acknowledge. And then go. And I tear off. But. Yeah, and it's actually served me because someone was telling a story about this guy in Warrandyte who skates around, but he's very respectful. He's crazy, but he's very respectful. And I was like, so lucky because 25-year-old Matt would have absolutely fucked that up and there would be people in Warrandyte going, we've got to arrest this guy. He's crazy. He's drifting next to children. I don't do that anymore. Ben, just before we go, something you just mentioned there, I think, by having these conversations, you said, oh, look, I notice you. And we talked about loneliness before, right? I think that by you saying, waving to someone, even if they don't say hi back, but that acknowledgement, I think at times we're in this, we're, we're isolated now, but we're in this time where people don't get noticed. Um, yeah. They go to work, they, they go on their Zoom, they get, yeah, they go to work and people at work say hello or whatever, but it's not noticed. And I think, um, that noticed is like the one of the ways of kind of to, to fight that loneliness. But you can anyone can notice anyone and say hello, smile, wave um, at people. And often that means more than your colleague at work saying how are you because mm. you expect your brain goes, oh, yeah, they're meant to say that. It's like when your mom and dad say, oh, you're incredible, I love you. Your brain goes, yeah, but you're meant to love me. Mm. It doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't carry as much value as that random person in the street who just smiles and asks you something. That can be more potent. And we can do, we can all do it. Mm, 100%. Because they don't have to. I don't have to give anyone away. There's no motive. Yeah. Um, All right. That was a great session today, guys. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.